what's happening boys welcome to this episode of everything 9000 today we're going to be talking about the european super league Boo. it's been been a bit of a hot topic recently like even if you're not a football fan it's all that's been on the news um like giza i don't even watch football yeah i only watch football with my boys if they happen to have it on the tv but you know it's all over twitter it's all over everywhere so you guys need to tell me what exactly it is because i know nothing about it apart from the fact that like what <laughs> top six clubs are making their own league that like what exactly. I don't know explain exactly. more explain oh, a little more. bit so, okay, so, yeah. so, so I'll set the base here and then we'll, we'll start digging into it a bit so um, the six top Premier League clubs and six other clubs in Europe have, have got together so the six in England being Manchester United Manchester City Chelsea Tottenham Arsenal Liverpool and Liverpool <laughs> um, so six English clubs and then six big European clubs from Madrid Barcelona Atletico. Atletico Madrid Juventus AC Milan Inter Milan yeah. yo what's wrong with that that sounds lit like I'm, isn't, isn't that like this is the best of the best all having out with each other uh I think it's too early to say this round, but going, you can carry on with the intro because I'm, I'm ready to jump into this year, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to like. Yeah. Play. So literally it was last Sunday. Um, there was a football match going on and literally Sky Sports were releasing breaking news, the European Super yeah. League coming out. Um, they literally just announced these clubs have got together. We're making our own league. The league is to rival the current Champions League. So obviously there's a Premier League, you know, yeah, all the English yeah. teams are playing each other every week. Then you've got the Champions League where the, supposedly the best in Europe. But can't this coexist with them? Like what? Uh, No, so, okay, so here was the thing, right, yeah. What they were going to do is they said that, okay, we'll carry on with the domestic league. So, so you know, the Premier League teams, you know, the six teams that I'm going to mention. So they would have yeah. carried on, but basically they would have pulled out the Champions League, right? Why? Uh, that's that's the whole thing. So the the whole thing with the the people setting this up. So like Perez, you know the Madrid uh, president president, and then a few of the other people got together and say, well, look, we're going to go out there negotiate a better deal with TV because you know all of it comes down to like TV rights and stuff. You know how how much uh, certain people pay you. So so what happens is they join this league. It's backed. It's backed by a bank, mm. right? It was J P Morgan who were going to put up the money, and each team was going to be guaranteed three hundred million per season. Right, and now you compare that to if you win the Champions League. I thought it was like three billion or something. No, no it's three billion altogether, but like they want to share it. I think. Yeah. So oh. if if you win the Champions League, I'm not even talking about if you get to the semi-final, quarterfinals. Obviously, there you get less money. But if you win the Champions League, you get 110 million euros. Mm, you mean the Super League? No, none no, of this is a Champions. So this is the current format. Oh, okay, that these okay. clubs aren't happy with. They're saying, look, this is the best competition. Even if we win this, go all the way. We're only getting 110 million. But isn't that quite a bit still? <laughs> <laughs> but this this is where transfer fees and everything comes into it. You know, players are worth 150 million now. I th- mm. The problem with this thing, well, okay, look, I, I, you can't say UEFA and FIFA. They're like, you know, they're probably one of the most corrupt bodies in the like, not just like football, but probably when you look up sport overall and stuff, right? They they are super corrupt. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're super super corrupt. Um, but the problem is like. What these guys were suggesting is like, we'll take, here's the 12 teams. Okay, yeah, we're going to make a league of 20 teams. And these 12 teams basically can't be relegated, right? So if there's if no reg- relegation. But so, yo, I'm and then so- like, so these teams will stay in there regardless whether they play well or whether they play well, whether they play crap. I heard from somewhere that this is how the NBA is run. Yeah. So th- this is the format. I love. Yeah. So four out of the six English clubs mm-hmm. are American owned. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, whether they know anything about you know how English football works or not, they've looked at these franchise systems in America, yeah. NBA, NFL, and they want to copy that basically. And they want to say, well, you know what? 
looks like a great thing. Put the best of the best together. Mm. A lot of money, a lot of marketing, a lot of deals there. It's it's money and it's an idea. But you know what 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 I found interesting was you know the whole of the English public. That, media, that I was gonna get onto they that. Got together like, honestly, and say no, we're not having this. But I'm thinking, okay, go on, go on. Let, let's see why you okay. agree with that view. So you got to look at it. Okay, look in America, the, the culture is slightly different, right? Yeah, they want to make their franchises and stuff, and like that's what they've had, and that's what people have accepted, and that's what they go on. But when you look at football historically, right, when football, like how football came about, it's the biggest sport in the world now, right? Yeah, but football basically was. A lot of like working class people, a lot of people worked in factories and so on, right? It was for them, they would come together, make a team, right? And that's basically like, it was something for them to do, right? Because at that time, you know, when you look at sports like cricket and all that, that wasn't necessarily for the working class. So this was a sport that was started by the working class for the working class, right? So this is the kind of like... And they like built their community together, innit? Well, yeah, so this is how it kind of started. That's like kind of a historical background of football, right? Okay, yeah. So now when you're looking at that, to what they want to make it now. They want to take it to the opposite end. And basically what, I think the the, re- the reason the public was pissed off about it was because they're trying to franchise this and basically trying to take what was theirs, started by them. But you, you, you've got billionaire owners owning Manchester City. You've got FSG Group owning Liverpool. No, right? that, that's you've got I mean. hundreds of millions there. What's working class about that? No, I, I'm not saying that. But what I'm trying to say is like, look, these, what these people are trying to do is they're trying to take something which is which belongs to the people, right, to the community. And they're trying to say, well, look, you know what, we're going to make this entirely about money. Right now, okay, yeah, you've got competition. The most enjoyable thing about football is the fact that, you know, you've got West Ham right up there, right? You've got other teams like Aston Villa doing well, and, you you know, Leicester winning the Premier League, for example, right? Okay, yeah. There's competition there, right? The Premier League would, st- would still exist. No, the Premier League would exist, but, like, for example, look, if, if this thing was going ahead now, right, yeah? Okay, if this thing was going ahead now... Liverpool, we know this season they're going to win the Premier League. So for them, if they weren't going to be in the Champions League next season, I mean, what's even the point of playing the rest of the games? They, they might as well play like academy players and, you know, retire the first teamers and give them a rest. So this is what I mean. This is how it would affect the Premier League. But what I don't get, right? You're a Liverpool fan. Mm. Yeah. Your team's going to be getting 300 million euros, pounds, whatever. You're going to be getting that money. Yeah. Right. You can go get... Mbappe, whoever you want. You'll be playing Real Madrid one week, Barcelona the next, Juventus the next week. You'll be playing against Ronaldo. Yeah. Right. As a fan, is that not what you want? No, but not every single week. You know, not every single week. Why like, they- because, like, okay, look, there's a saying, I, I don't know, like, if you have chocolate, like, every single day, it loses its, like, you know, effect. You get sick stuff. of it in that. Yeah, you get sick of it, right? So the whole pre- the point of, like, you know, the Champions League is that you get you know, games that you probably wouldn't find fascinating. You know, you get like Liverpool versus Ludogorets or whatever, right? You know, all these teams. But it's good to have them. But then, you know, you, every now and then, you know, you, the further you go up, the better teams you play. So like, you know, you, Liverpool play Madrid. Like, I think we've probably played them twice, maybe once or twice before this season. I, I mean, it week. would still be a competitive league. I, I know there's no relegation, but it would still be, you know, you know, you watch cricket, you know, the IPL. Mm. It's a franchise system. Yeah. Right. You've got... You're always looking forward to that Mumbai versus Chennai game because you know you know there's all the star-studded players are there. You want to watch it every year, regardless. That's 13 years deep now. You're not bored of that. I did, to be honest, I actually am. <laughs> uh, I've stopped watching. Uh, I've stopped watching IPL. I think maybe about 2016, maybe I think. Right. We you still watched it for what six, seven years? Possibly, but look, I get what your point is. But what I'm saying is like. You know, you've got teams like Tottenham and Arsenal who shambled. I mean, Arsenal right now, like, probably 
you probably wouldn't even consider them top 10 in the Premier League right now, the way they're playing right yet. I mean, what gives them the right to be in that league playing the best teams over somebody like West Ham who are doing, like, you know, who are going so well right now or even Leicester? Like, Leicester, I would say, should be the top six, not Arsenal, right? You know, I, I think Arsenal don't deserve their credentials at all. So what I mean is like you're taking that edge away, you know, what makes football the best is like the competition. So if Arsenal are playing right yeah, I don't know, they're playing Barcelona this week, Real Madrid next week, Juventus, they're getting dicked like 5-6-0 every single time, the bottom of the league. What's even the point of those scores? It's almost like friendlies, it's like pre-season friendlies that, you know, that they have. Like, you know, you get pre-season friendlies like Real Madrid versus Arsenal and stuff, right? I don't see the difference between them. So with the Champions League, it's at least like, okay, well, you play Real Madrid, but everything is on the line. That hundred million pound, you know, euros that you're talking about is on the line. So that's what's exciting for it for the players and the clubs and so on, and, and even the fans too. Mm. I hear, I, I hear that. Like I, I'm taking this from a completely different perspective, only because like I watch F1, but it seems like I might be wrong. But it's like, what's the point? In, uh, well, like, what's the point in even having the qualifying if, like, you know, you're all gonna start. I don't know about too much about F1 But like it, 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 People find it like I think there's only like A select group of people That find it exciting Because F1 Like if you qualify Within a certain car And so on You know Hamilton's Going to be number one And like you know His team is going to be Number two or three Right yet F1's harder than that, you know. I'm just saying. It is, yeah, I know, but like, I don't <laughs> no, offend any F1 fans, well, but uh, well, well, to be honest, I don't entirely in this. So, so let's so get back what, on football, innit? Yeah, so, so what, what's happened is, um, you know, they announced it. There's been a big hoo ha across the whole country, mm-hmm. right? Gary Neville was very outspoken. Jamie Carragher, very outspoken. Can I just say, Gary Neville is my hero. Like, uh, <laughs> I would bet 100% back. I don't think I'd ever hear you say those words. No, no, honestly, like, he seems uh, proper angry on Twitter and stuff, though. No, like, he's 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 a he's he's a legend. That guy. I would back him for PM all the way, man. <laughs> <laughs> but 48 hours later, you know, all the clubs have released statements saying we're sorry, we've made a mistake. Even the bank now has said, you know, we're not backing. <laughs> but, but. We've got Sergio Perez, president of Real Madrid, He's and also the board of Barcelona. You know, let's let's be real. Them two clubs are probably the biggest clubs in the world. They are, but like, okay, right. look, you got and, and, and they've said this isn't done. This Seriously, isn't done. The, the reason they're, they're saying there's a binding contract all the teams have signed up to, right? So they're still on it. They're still they on it. Yeah, this might have fallen away for now, but we're still working on a way. We're bringing this back, right? I mean, you're a lawyer, mm. right? Can you pull out of a binding contract? Well, I'm not a commercial lawyer, so I probably wouldn't be able to tell you the exact legality of this, but um, I, I, I mean, we don't normally contracts have like force majeure clauses and stuff. I mean, I think the reaction probably was a force majeure because they probably didn't foresee this. Like, you know, like the other thing as well, I want to say like how cowardly these people were when they announced it, right? I mean, I'm going to take example of Liverpool here. Okay, yeah, you. I don't know if anybody saw the first interview of Jurgen Klopp because it was announced on the Sunday night. The next evening, we had a game. Liverpool were the first team to play of all those teams, uh, playing Leeds, right? I mean, just for the record, like I boycotted that game. I, I chose not to watch it. I was like, I'm not going to be a Liverpool fan until this is fucking like sorted out. Really? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it, is, I, is, it, is it that deep? Hundred percent is that deep. But uh, what I'm going to the point. Why? I was Why is it that deep? Okay, I'll tell you about it's that deep anyway, but the point I was trying to make is like, look, these players, like, you know, these CEOs and like these owners and stuff who have signed this, okay, yeah, they're a bunch of cowards because 
Jurgen Klopp, when you see him, right, yeah, Jurgen Klopp's quite emotive anyway, right? But he was seething. He was trying to contain that, like, you know, anger that he had at that time. So all the players and the managers were saying, well, look, you know what? We've only found out about this yesterday, you know, just before the news broke. The, the, you know, kind of like rounded us up and tell, well, we're going to make this announcement. And then they just left the players and the managers who have had no involvement to explain it to the media, right? Can well, you, I, think, I think we all know the teams and the players don't have anything to do with it. No, no, they don't have right. anything to do but, with it. What I'm trying to say, like, how, like, if they really thought this was a great idea, why didn't John Henry come to the front and say, well, look, guys, okay, this is what we plan to do. This is what our plans are. But no, they, they, they just kind of, like, use the players and, like, the manager as kind of uh, like a human I, I, I'm shield. I'm interested to know why you didn't watch your team play football and you, you're because saying it's, you're it, not supporting okay, them look, until this is over. Okay, because, look, as a Liverpool fan, right, okay, Liverpool in particular, right, and I was talking about, like, you know, how the the football kind of grew out, this, like, working class movement and all that, right, yeah. Liverpool Football Club in particular was basically, when you go back about 100 years and stuff, like, Liverpool generally is quite kind of, like, more of a, I wouldn't say, like, entirely, but back then as well, like, you know, a lot, there were a lot of dock workers and so on, so there was, like, a lot of community that, that was working class, and that's what kind of, like, Liverpool stems from, right? And uh, even, like, when you look at the Liverpool anthem, you'll never walk alone. I mean... Yeah, it's said so many times, but like to these clubs, it's almost like a PR gimmick now, right? You know, you'll never walk alone. But those words have meaning behind it. And I was really pissed off, right? Yeah. When last year they announced that they were going to fail all the staff. Like Liverpool had just won the Champions League. And when the Fenway bought it, like Liverpool, they bought it for about 300 million. Now it's valued about 3 billion. Look how much money they've made in that time. Look, the value of the club is shot up, right? Yeah. So invariably, like that club, you know, wasn't in any sort of financial trouble. You know, bearing in mind, like they just won the Champions League. They've been to the Champions League final before then. So they were going far in competitions. They were finishing second in the Premier League. So you get a lot of money from that, right? Yeah. So for them to then further the staff and say, well, look, you know what? We know you've worked here for 40, 50 years, blah, 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 blah. We don't give a shit. Okay, yeah, we're going to put you in furlough. We're going to let the government deal with you, right? Yeah. We're not going to pay your wages. We're going to leave it to the government. And, you know, who's paying them? It's the taxpayer. It's our money, right? when these people should have been the ones paying them. Like, furlough was introduced not so every business can just, like, wash their hands off. It was introduced of people, businesses that are struggling, right, yeah, can use help from government because, obviously, nothing's going on. There's no income. So I was super, super pissed off about that. And then I think there was a huge campaign on that. And then they kind of, like, made a U-turn about that, too. So that was the kind of background that this was coming into. And then now... Again, what they were doing with this league is they were saying, well, look, we know every fan football club is struggling. We know everybody's struggling and so on, right? Okay, but what, you know what? We're going to get a paycheck of 300 million pounds for this. We don't give a fuck, okay? We're going to wash our hands off this. We, you know, we'll be fine. We'll cover ourselves. So that's what this was. And, and You know, you know uh, the big argument, right, has been there's a pyramid system mm. and the money trickles down into, you know, grassroots football, into the lower clubs, right? An argument Sergio Perez made Right, who's for the Super League, obviously. He said, well, the pyramid at the top is struggling. Right? No, no, listen, to he, he said, you know, if we start having this money and we're buying a player from X club for this mm. much money, that club's getting money. No, but, okay, the, the reason the top clubs are struggling is, and I'll get onto that as well, and I think the, the Super League is not a solution to that. Okay, yeah, obviously top clubs are struggling. Real Madrid have like a debt of like, what was it, almost a billion I think Barcelona have a debt of like a billion euros as well Liverpool has a huge debt I'm sure as well and I think Man United generally as well but this wasn't the solution what this was the clubs were trying to do here was they were trying to look for a quick paycheck right this is what they were, they were trying to look for a quick payday basically 
they wouldn't get 300 million pounds that would balance the books and so on again you know all that struggles with covid it would have like been but, like but a, football at that level is football and commercial it is a business it is commercial but you can't just say well look you know what yeah there's 20 teams in this league but you know what we'll, we'll look after ourselves and so on and this is our solution but where does that leave the other teams you know where does that leave the championship where does that leave the league one where does that leave the football conference you know if, if teams are going to be like well you know what we're all struggling yeah that's fine but okay see you later bye bye you know good luck uh, so that was the kind of like you know the sheer like self-interest the sheer like selfishness of this act that was the reason i boycotted and i was like you know what like this is not my club this is not you'll never you know you'll never walk alone you know you, how does that fit into that narrative for them obviously they don't give a shit but you'll never walk alone for them it's just a pr gimmick you were working al- you were working alone when you showed yeah, yeah no, even like you know if they were going to do it to your own staff you know those staff members that been there like they were there before the you know fenway like fsg they were there before the players they were there after before the manager they're going to be there after them too so if you're going to throw them under the bus you know in a time of need like that tells you everything that about that person's mentality not not just mentality but how they think and stuff and and that for me didn't fit the club's narrative that we know it as have we got a win you know people the people across the uk they're celebrating this as a win like we fought for what we want but you know the end result is uefa and fifa they've still got their way are they the best bodies to be doing this? Do we need an oh, 100%. Regulator? Look, look, 100% UEFA and FIFA are super corrupt. Everybody knows that, I think. Yeah, look, if but this thing was even worse. Like, this was, thing was so bad that it brought the corrupt UEFA, corrupt FIFA, and even the Tory government together, right? If they, if those guys are saying, well, hold up, there's something wrong here. Like, you know this is bad. I mean, Boris was involved. That's pretty mad. Yeah. Boris Johnson stepped in. Like, like yeah. Boris Johnson, this was a guy who literally not too long ago said, look, guys, you know, it was the greed and the capitalism that kind of like stem, you know, kind of like um, kind of accelerated the vaccine. I mean, but Boris is for capitalism. Uh, he's and very and much for capitalism. Greed, like, it probably is greedy. 100%. This is what I mean. So if like, <laughs> even if Boris Johnson is saying, well, hold, well, hold on, hold on, like what's going on here? then you know this is bad because that guy is you know like imagine this guy's here right yeah the esl was there and he and this guy's pretty far out from there you know what i mean <laughs> so that was pretty bad like a hundred percent it was a win for football in general i think anyway because here you had a few clubs thinking well they could get away with something maybe if they can pay themselves and stuff and people brought them back to ground well you know no you, you can't what well, one one sort of last thing i want to touch on is um yeah you can see ua for fifa six seven other governing bodies come together like this right they managed to pretty much you know for now destroy mm. this super league within 48 hours right it's the quickest thing has ever been done in this country probably. right so is a big issue not racism in football oh it's huge Especially think, over the last yeah. six months we've seen a lot of players being that's the on thing Twitter. Um, i mean can can the bodies not do something to tackle racism but then that would the reflect this is what i mean like you know with fifa and uefa being so corrupt right yeah i mean they only reacted so badly with this, and this is something Patrick Bamford touched on. It's because there's right? money involved, bro. Yeah, exactly. You know what? There's no, there's, there's there's no money pocket. involved with helping racism. That, that's why. And like, and, and even helping racism now, like you see these clubs, you know, taking the knee and stuff. Like for example, Arsenal. Right? I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm thumping Arsenal today, man. <laughs> right? Uh, Arsenal. Remember when Mesut Ozil a couple of years back spoke out? Uh, was it a couple of years ago? I don't know if it was a couple of years ago, but maybe he's close. He's, he's not played for a couple of years. Well, no, but he spoke <laughs> out, uh, criticized China for the treatment of the Uyghurs right in China and then all of a sudden like Arsenal went into this fucking frenzy about saying oh no no this is not our you know we're not politically involved we're not politically involved blah 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 blah." because you know China is a huge market for football it's a huge market for football right here 
And um, so they sensed that if they spoke out or if they backed Ozil, that this was going to have complications for them in terms of the contracts, in terms of the sponsor, uh, sponsors and stuff from China, right? So at that time, they were like, well, you know what? We're a football club. We don't take political stance and so on, so on, so Like These are views of like Mesut Ozil and his views only. And then you had last year, you know, the murder of George Floyd and, and the kind of movement that stemmed from that, you know, worldwide. And all of a sudden, football clubs, Arsenal were like, you know, Black Lives Matter. You know, all of a sudden they were political again. Why were they political again? Because, you know, it was like financially good for them like you know it was good for the pr image to be politically involved and stuff like so and same with uefa man like you know uefa only acted on this as in urgency that they did right yeah because like this was hurting their pockets because this was going to basically what they're doing is like you know what these clubs were doing is just you know saying that well thank you very much you know we'll see you guys later we're going to set shop opposite you right it's like i don't know like i don't imagine having a big tesco here and then all of a sudden opposite you a big as the opens up right that's what they're going to do. And that's what, like, kind of... Um, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what I'm trying to say, that's the reason you wait for, like, reacted so badly is because basically... You started talking about Asda. I'm hungry, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. What these clubs were becoming, like, instead of, like, being participants, right, they were becoming the competitors, right, in, in that league. So I think that's why they reacted so badly. But, you know, players kind of, like, walk off uh, players allege racism. You know, it's been huge now. I think all the clubs of, of, as of today stopped. Um, they're going to come off social media in like protests. Like racism has been a huge thing in, in football for many years. But even now it seems to kind of like be on the up again. Why is UEFA not being outraged? Why is like, you know, uh, FIFA not being outraged? Why is the Tory government not being outraged? I mean, well, the Tory government, apparently, according to them, it's all fine. You know, there's no racism mm. in the UK. So why are they not being outraged over that? Because you know what, like to them, it it doesn't make money. You know, it doesn't hurt their pockets if somebody's being. I don't know if uh, it's true. If Rashford's receiving racism in on on social media, if any of the other black players are receiving the you know racism on social media, it's not hurting their pockets. They don't care about it. So, you know, there is like UEFA and FIFA are not you know are very corrupt and not perfect right here, but. What you have to kind of understand is that the ECL was a bigger evil than this, I think. ESL. Uh, well, whatever it is. You know, it doesn't even matter anymore. Like, <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's a wrap. I think we've yeah. covered it all. Uh, 